I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey friends, and welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 56, Lessons Learned from My Spartan Race. And you guys, I made it. (laughs) I'm alive. (laughs) Oh, it was so good. So different than I had even imagined it would be. And I did not get severely injured. I actually could walk the next day. I do have like a ton of really big bruises, especially on my arms from like climbing on everything. But overall, I made it. So yeah, and I'm going to talk a little bit today about like the lessons I've learned from this race. (laughs) And first of all, I just have to say every week I get like a little report from my site that hosts my podcast and then puts it on the different directories. And every week I get my downloads report and I'm just like, people are still listening. (laughs) It's so awesome. So thank you guys for listening. Really, it's, (laughs) it's awesome. Um, so that is awesome. And I was thinking about my podcast last week about summer. And then this week, um, we had just a couple days where we went down to the lake and we got out our paddle boards and it was like, so calm and almost glass like, which is not normal for Lake Erie. I mean, sometimes you'll have a really calm day, but there's, you know, smaller waves, but this was just like perfect for paddleboarding. And my kids were just having a good time and their friends. Oh, it was just so fun to just sit down there and watch them because I wasn't getting on because I was just relaxing this week. <laughs> That's my job to recover from this crazy race. Okay. So I I thought I would share four things that I learned from doing this race. I guess I'll say the first thing is to do something big, even if it freaks you out. (laughs) So the week before the race, I was kind of searching for ideas of like, well, how much tapering do you do before like a half marathon obstacle race? Is there like a thing about that. And I was familiar with tapering, which is usually where you kind of rest more right before a big event. And I knew tapering kind of from swimming because I was a diver. And I remember the swimmers would always like 
two weeks before their big swim meets would always like have more time to rest and they would swim hard but it wouldn't be as long and and they would also always put on like extra stuff to add drag so that when they came to the meet like it would just they would just be able to go so I was just familiar with that I'm like how much should I rest and looking up different articles and I came across this guy who had done one of these races and it was a whole post about the Spartan beast and all these things and as I'm reading it I'm getting more and more freaked out because <laughs> he's like you know it takes people sometimes eight or nine hours to finish this race and there's some people who are super fit that I see crying on the side of the trail and I'm just like what have we signed up for what did I do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm a little freaked out about like, wow, I mean, I thought it would take a while, but I guess I wasn't imagining eight or nine hours. And I remember calling my sister a couple days later and I'm like, how are you doing? Because I'm still kind of freaked out. Like, I can't believe we're doing this. And I told her about it and she's like, wait, what? There's no way. Like, even if we walked, we'd be able to finish in like four hours. So, so yeah. <laughs> so I was really, really freaked out. I guess the thing that just got me kind of back to being normal was like, okay, I've made this commitment and we're just going to try I'm going to try this big hard thing that I don't even know how big and hard it might be, but I'm just going to try it. I've made a commitment and I'm going to stick to it. And my sister's flying out because I was like, maybe we should like do it later in the summer. I'm not ready. I don't know if you really ever can be ready for something like this. And so... It was good. I think that my sister was flying out and that I just, I just did it. <laughs> I just decided to go. So I think sometimes when things are so big, whether it be like a big challenge like this, a race, and it was just funny talking to my husband. He's like, he's like, why, what is the point? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I don't know. We just wanted a challenge and thought it would be fun to try it. So sometimes you do something big that like trying and doing something big that freaks you out is really good because that brings me into my second point. Things are way more dramatic in our heads than in real life <laughs> because I did end up going to the race and when we got there, it didn't seem quite as intense and it actually wasn't quite as intense. It was a really fun atmosphere. All the people we met either coming or going was so, they were so nice and they're just like, have fun. Oh my gosh, this is your first one. You're going to love it. 
I'm like, okay. And yeah, everybody kind of coming out that we'd see. And they were just like, yeah, just have fun. I'm like, okay, we're going to just have fun. And I think the other thing that was really obviously helpful is that we had never done this before. And so they're like, oh my gosh, first timers. And we're also in the open division. And we were at one of the very last heats of the day, starting heats. Um, we started just a little bit, like I think it was our, we had a 1230 start time. And yeah, it was just like fun. And people were laughing and it wasn't like this intense, like crazy thing. Now, who knows, like there's like an elite division and an age group. Maybe that is more intense, but maybe it's still fun. But even when we went to the obstacles, they had like signs on it that said, if you feel like you cannot attempt this, just pass on by. I'm like, yes, pass by. And as I was like doing research on all the different obstacles that could be like there at the event, they're just like, okay, well, if you don't pass, you have to do 30 burpees. And I'm like, oh, just seems like so much effort. Like if you try and then fail and all that trying, and then you have to do 30 burpees. And I kind of was in a little bit denial about the whole 30 burpees. I mean, I would do burpees, but I wouldn't do a ton of them. So like the week before, I would make sure I could do at least 30 burpees in a row. And you had to do the, they like have push-up burpees. So it's not like you could just go into a plank and then go back up. Uh, anyway, but they weren't making anybody do burpees, especially in the open division. I don't know if it was, if they were like for the people who are going to win money or something, but not for us. And they were just like so encouraging. And and the other thing that was so fun is that my sister and I could totally help each other. And we'd boost each other up or um, pull each other or whatever we would need to do. Most of it was a lot of boosting or I would climb up on her knee. And then she would do the same for me. And I just kind of boost her up to where we could grab hold of whatever we were climbing on or, or climbing over. So that made it just like way less dramatic, right? It was just like everybody there too was so nice. So there were people there who were doing either the Beast, which is a 21K or half marathon, or the Ultra, which is like a 50K, which is about 30 miles. And so as we were getting ready to start the starter was like if you see people in purple the purple pennies like just keep on encouraging them because they're doing a second lap and we were sometimes being lapped by the ultras <laughs> they were like passing us we're like hi keep going <laughs> and we're tired and you've done this twice and it was really cute because also at different obstacles like people would give us tips or be like, okay, hold on here. You can get over this way. Or I remember this one particular, you had to like hold a sandbag and walk 
around this area and it was really muddy and kind of stressful because it was slippery and this guy behind me I don't even know who he was and he was like it's okay I'm behind you like just take it easy it was so nice so lots of really friendly people you know as we're walking we got to know a few people so that atmosphere was just fun and totally different from what I imagined in my head it wasn't as dramatic. There was nobody crying on the side of the trail. Like no super fit people just try- crying. No, nobody, really nobody was crying. <laughs> Some people were tired, but um, yeah, it definitely wasn't as dramatic. And I think we do that with a lot of different things in our lives, like make it seem way bigger than it is and then when you go you're like oh okay okay (laughs) all right that brings me to my next point was that my preparations helped me build my confidence to get to like being willing to go to the race even though I kind of freaked out right before But then once I got there, there were some things that I just don't even know if I could have prepared for. As my sister and I were doing the race, I think both of us had imagined trail, like running on a trail and then, you know, you come on an obstacle and, you know, like half marathon worth of that. So there are 30 obstacles. We figured, oh, they're just like going to be about every half mile. So we'll just run and it'll... Like, I thought that the hard part was going to be the obstacles. And it wasn't really like that. There were trails that we went through, but there was so much mud. Seriously, like, I can't even... Sometimes, I don't know if I can communicate what like how much mud like how was there so much mud seriously almost over eight miles of trudging through mud and I guess we just weren't quite aware that that would be the case and at one point we were you know trudging through mud and it was hard to run like how do you run through like some of the mud was deep but some wasn't but it's like slippery And if I try to run, I'm going to like, you know, ruin my ankle or twist my ankle or fall or, and I did fall a few times. Yeah. Like how was there so much mud? At the end of the race, there was so much mud that in our shoes and so much dirt that it felt like our feet were being kind of like our shoes had gone one size too small. It was just so, so much. Because you would like walk through mud and then there would be these giant puddles, muddy puddles. They weren't like thick mud that you had to like go through. It was, you know, like a puddle of water that was muddy. You couldn't really see. And it was at this like off-road park. So, you know, you're thinking of the roads made by cars you know like so there's they're lower on the outside and higher on the inside 
you know, where the tires are. And so, you know, you'd have like, figure out, is it better to be on the outside or on the inside? And then you'd walk through muddy puddles where you can't even see the bottom. And at times it was literally, I think one time up to my waist. And I'm, I mean, I'm really short. So <laughs> there was just so much mud. And I don't even know how you really prepare or train for that much. I think it's just like you just find out how what you're made of, right? If you can go through all this mud. Because we were joking like, okay, because we felt like our shoes were like an extra two pounds. They're caked with mud. And luckily you went through the puddle so the mud got washed off. But then it got back on as you're going through more mud. Um, yeah, how do you train? Do you just put like weighted ankle, like putting ankle weights, weights on and walk around with those and then go somewhere where it's really slippery? I don't know. It was, <laughs> we were just kind of laughing. And so it took us six hours and 30 minutes, I think was our official time, six hours and 33 minutes to get through this race. Because like we really, I didn't feel safe running through most of it. And then by the end, your feet are so caked in mud, that's like hard to run. <laughs> it was kind of crazy. And then, you know, I'm worried about obstacles. I mean, I they talked about sometimes as I look at YouTube videos and like, remember, you're going to be slippery and wet. And I'm like, okay. But that was just like, I didn't expect to like having my shoes totally caked in mud and everything. It's like hard to grab and climb on things and grab to the rope and, uh, and the other thing was that the obstacles weren't evenly spaced out, which kind of makes sense because they have this race and they have different lengths of the race. And on Sunday, they had the shorter races. And I, but I'm pretty sure they probably don't want to reset up all the obstacles. So there were just times where you're just going and going and going and going in, with no obstacle in sight to break it up and all this mud and water and mud and water <laughs> and mud. You guys, so much mud. Lots and lots of mud. Yeah. So I, I think there's some things we can really can be prepared for. You know, I imagine like when you run a race that's just running like 5k, 10k, even a half marathon, you could practice that and that's, you could run that and see that all play out. And, but with this, and I think that's part of the challenge is that you can prepare as much as you can, but it comes to the point where you kind of just have to be confident in what you've done, even though it may not, you may not have prepared for all the things. 
but that you're just going to find out. <laughs> Let go and find out if all your preparation makes a difference. Which brings me to my fourth and final thing, which is your mindset and attitude really make such a difference. It really did make such a difference. So, you know, the week before, I'm totally freaking out. And I know that's not going to be helpful to me because <laughs> I'm feeling that stress response that I talked about in my stress episode. You know, I'm just like, feel my heart rate going faster. And I'm just like breathing hard and getting more oxygen. And I'm not doing anything except thinking about this race. And I'm like panicking. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, this is probably not going to be helpful to do this for a week. And so I really worked on my positive self-talk while I went through the week. I was like, okay, I need to be strong mentally because I honestly don't know what I'm getting myself into. And I don't think that's going to help me keep going to finish, right? So I would notice when I would kind of start freaking out in my head, like, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. I can't do this. I would stop myself and think, all right, I'm just going to try. I can try and I'm, I might even fail, but that's okay. Or I would say something like, you know, I've worked really, really hard to get to this point and I can just try and we'll see. I might fail. That's okay. I would also think of like, okay, my body's stronger than I think it is. And just like, just keep going. It's, it's not as big a deal. So I think that really, really helped me. And it helped me because I tried to do things that were believable. Like when I would think, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. Like I can't do any of the upper body things. Um, the Wednesday before I ran up to a park with my kids and was trying to do the monkey bars. And you guys, why are monkey bars so hard? I don't remember them being hard as a kid. <laughs> I remember them being fun. And I'm like trying to do all some, all some of the things on the playground. And I'm like, wow, this actually really is a really good workout for the kids. And I'm running up the climbing walls and trying to do all these things. And as I left, I was like, well, I think I'm probably going to fail those upper body obstacles. And you know what? That's okay. And at the time I was like, okay, well, I'll for sure be doing those 30 burpees. But then I found out you could just not do them, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so saying like believable things like it's okay. I may not pass that obstacle, but I'm still going to try. Or like if I said to myself, oh my gosh, I'm going to crush all these obstacles. It's going to be amazing. I'm sure my brain would be like, um, yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> so that was the one thing that was just really helpful. I tried to get in a little bit of a stronger mindset with self-talk and then just my attitude of being willing to try and fail. That's okay. And then the morning of the race, I was reading my scriptures. And so this year for scripture study at, in my church, we're studying the Doctrine and Covenants, which is 
a compilation of revelations received by Joseph Smith and a few of the other prophets of our church. And so I had already read all the assigned readings for the week. And if I've done early for the week, then I have like, I'll go back to the Book of Mormon and I have a bookmark of kind of where I was. And so I opened to where I was in the Book of Mormon. It happened to be Alma 37. And I think I mentioned Alma 37 in Small and Simple Steps, but just, I just loved how I'm reading this and I just felt like a big hug from my Heavenly Father and this little tender mercy that, hey, it's going to be just fine. And I read through verses six and seven. Now you may suppose that this is foolishness in me. But behold, I say unto you that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And by small means, in many instances, doth confound the wise. And the Lord God doth work by means to bring about his great and eternal purposes. And by very small means, the Lord doth confound the wise and bringeth about the salvation of many souls. And it just was a good reminder for me to just like, it's going to be okay You just have to take one step at a time and take it one little bit at a time and you're going to be okay. I mean, I was kind of freaked out too and I had my husband give me a blessing and in that blessing, there was the reassurance that I would be okay and also the reassurance that I would also know what obstacles maybe that just to not even try. And I totally did. And some of them I would try and couldn't really do them and pass and just passed by. And some of them I'd just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to worry about that one. <laughs> Most of the ones that involved like monkey bars or climbing up a rope or all that. So I just was grateful for that reminder that morning that it's just going to be one step at a time. And as we were way deep in the mud, it helped get me through. And when we hit mile 13 and they said to us, all right, you're almost there. Just a couple more miles. And we're like, wait, what? (laughs) I'm pretty sure this said a half marathon. That's 13.1. They're like, yeah, I don't know if you've heard about a Spartan mile. And they don't necessarily, it's always a little bit more. But you're almost there. So it ended up being almost 15 miles, the course, two miles longer than we thought. So we just kept going. We were kind of laughing at that point. And, And the other thing that also was really helpful is... You know, we check the time every time we hit a mile marker and we're like, oh my gosh, this is going to take us like we're going so slow. (laughs) I mean, we were going about, I don't know, maybe two miles, two and a half miles an hour. (laughs) And, oh, this is, we're not going to be done till this or we're not going to be. And I just like, oh, okay, stop doing that. You're just going to keep going and not worry about what time you're going to finish. So not projecting. That that really helped in my brain. So yeah, 
the good, the strong self-talk, but the realistic self-talk was really helpful. And just having this attitude of one step at a time, one obstacle at a time, you know, one mile at a time, we'll get there. And we did. We made it. It's all good. I made it. I survived. And I might think of more lessons that might come out of this this race. But those are just the four I've thought of just since, since it's happened. So I may get more insight as the weeks go on. All right. So to summarize, you guys, four things I learned. Do something big, even if it freaks you out. The second thing, things are way more dramatic in your head than in real life. And number three, your preparation builds your confidence, even if it ends up being totally different than what you had imagined. That preparation really does help. And fourth, the last thing, mindset and attitude makes such a difference. Just having healthy mantras, getting myself talk on track. And continuing on one step at a time, obstacle, mile. And I would try to channel my son sometimes. Be like, let's go. (laughs) Because he does that before his soccer games. So yeah, that's, I would try to channel that. Oh, and I guess the one thing I would say too is having a buddy to do it with like most people had someone they were doing it with and it I think that was really helpful so as a little aside do it with a buddy so that was fun too all right that's it for this week and go enjoy some lovely summer weather all right have a great week and thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 